Hello, and welcome to Driving Change with me, Steve Goldstein. Today's show is about speed, why it's so critical for leaders to move fast, solve problems, make decisions, and get results. Mario Andretti, the famous race car driver, has a great quote. If your car is under control, you're not going fast enough. Now, I don't think any leader says to his team, okay, guys, let's move slowly. But in actual fact, most organizations do move slowly and much more slowly than they even realize. I think there are at least two symptoms or conditions to explain why this happens. One is leaders find it difficult to make decisions. They just simply cannot choose. And the second is when they do make a decision, it just takes a long time to execute. There are a number of potential explanations to describe this. One, and probably most important, is fear. Some leaders are just afraid to make the call. They want to play it safe. They don't want to fail. And so they avoid making the decision. A second common issue is that they want more information. Well, of course, we'd all like more information. But you're never going to have as much information as you'd like to have at the time you need to make the decision. I have a saying that says 85% of very good is better than 100% of perfect because perfect never really happens. A third reason to explain this is it's not in our budget for this year. This is a common excuse for larger companies who, when they put the budget together in the fall and bake it for the following year, if it's not in the budget, they just don't even consider this as a possibility and they push it off to next year. And what happens with this behavior is unwittingly an operating rhythm develops where everything in the organization moves slowly. If you're listening to the show for the first time, thank you for spending time with us. And if you're coming back, welcome. I really appreciate your continued interest. Make sure to visit my website, stephendgoldstein.com, to learn more about how you can drive change. I'd like to tell you a story about a situation I was in this spring, working with the leadership team of a very large company who invited me to join them for their offsite planning meeting. And I was very happy to go. And this was a two-day meeting in a very nice location with a very structured agenda. The first topic on the agenda the first morning was a discussion and review of new ideas, new projects, new products that anyone on the team wanted to put in front of the group. And so people went around the table talking about their various ideas. And and one person had a new product idea. And I could see that the other folks in the room were spellbound by this idea. And you could tell, I could tell by the nature of the questions he was asked and the responses given that everybody looked like they thought this guy really had something big. At one point, the CEO asked me what I thought. And I said, you know, I don't know that much about your company, but it sounds to me like this could be a blockbuster idea. And also judging by the reaction of the team, they feel the same way. And he said, well, thank you, Steve, very much. That happened to be the last person to speak. And then the CEO actually said, okay, people, now we're going to move on to the second item on our agenda, which is to do executive leadership planning. And everybody opened their binder to another tab. And they were all getting ready to start talking about all the executives in the company. And I uh, raised my hand and said, excuse me, can we 
stopped for a second and he said, sure, what's, what's up? And I said, you guys just described the fact that this is probably the best idea you've ever heard of since you've had this company. And now you're going to move on and talk about people. Why don't you spend time talking about this idea? And he said, well, we have a lot to cover on this me- in this meeting. And, and we also don't have it in the budget for next year. We will bake it into the budget for next year and we'll do it the following year. And I, I was absolutely shocked. And I said to him and the group, listen, I think we should try something different. Let's not go on to the leadership topic. Let's spend the next two hours focusing on this idea and see if we can help Brian shape it and figure out what everybody can do to help him test it and launch it and be successful this year. And I could see everybody was extremely uncomfortable with this notion because it was not the way they normally operate. But, but after a while, you know, we sort of got into a rhythm. And I must say, it was an incredible session where everybody was really creatively problem solving, cooperating, and really helping Brian flesh this thing out to the point where he could actually do something with this. Well, at some point, the CFO chimed in and said, well, you know, this is all very good, but we don't have any money to do this product this year. And I said, of course you do. You have so many things going on in this company, most of which are not as important or exciting or beneficial as this idea. Why don't we identify a few of those, stop those, and use that funding to work on this project? Again, total shock because this is not how they operate. But they recognized that they needed to find a million dollars to do this. They did. And... Eventually, we got back to the original agenda of the meeting. So what's the point of this story? The point of this story is they were willing to take what they all agreed was a tremendous idea and essentially put it on the shelf for a year. That is not speed. What I urged them to do was, given that they recognized this was a great idea, to take their foot off the brake, to take their foot off the clutch, put it on the gas pedal and see if they can move out on this. That would really change the company. Again, you're listening to Driving Change. To learn more about me, Steve Goldstein, and the show, please visit me online at stephendgoldstein.com. Now, I'm going to give you three tips about how you can start thinking and acting like a startup. Startups focus on speed. And the reason they focus on speed is because they have nothing else. If they don't make a go of it, they're out of business and out of money. So regardless of your size, whether you're a small company, a medium company, or a large size company, I want you to start to think like a startup. So what does that mean? First of all, you have to change the goalposts. You have to change the metrics from the traditional months, quarters, and years to days, weeks, and months. The very nature of changing those mileposts starts to change the conversation and the way you make decisions. So what does this mean in practicality? Well, when one of your leaders gives you a date that's way out into the future, challenge her. Why? Why does it take so long? Can you eliminate some steps? What do you need? Do you need more people? Do you need more money? What do you need to do to make this go faster? Do you have too much on your plate? Do you need to drop some activities that would enable you to focus on this one? And it's just a relentless process of 
keep saying why, why this, why that, and not in a negative way, in a very actually constructive way to help this person try to understand how they do it faster, even though it's not their natural rhythm. The second thing I think you have to do, which also is a hallmark behavior of startups, is eliminate the word no from your vocabulary. We can't do this because. We don't want to do this because. We thought about this last year and it didn't work last year, so there's no point in considering it again. No is a terrible word. And you have to start. I always try when I'm in an organization to forbid the use of the word no. And just doing that alone, I know it may sound crazy, but just doing that alone opens people's minds up to the possibility that there could be a yes. And so once you start to show your people not to be afraid and to be willing to take some chances, it really opens them up to thinking more expansively. The third point I would say, which again happens in you know, larger companies, is forget about what was in your plan for this year. That's ancient history, and you're now dealing in real time. If something happened that you never imagined last week, and you could never have considered this when you put the plan together, what good is sticking with your plan? This is about flexibility, resiliency, fresh eyes, opening your mind, and making sure that you are taking everything into account with the best information you have now and making decisions. That's what good leaders do. They, they constantly look, assess, evaluate, decide, act. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Finally, you know, the reality is that if you don't move quickly, bad things can happen. And bad things do happen. We all know what happened to Blockbuster. Well, you don't want to become the Blockbuster of your industry. You would not want to be the owner of a taxi medallion in New York City taking on Uber. You know, the value of that medallion went from $1.4 million three years ago to $350,000 today. That's a problem. And thirdly, none of you want to be in a position where essentially you're selling yesterday's fish. Nobody wants to buy yesterday's fish. So you don't have to move slowly. You don't have to have your fate be what happened to Blockbuster. So here's what you need to do. You need to engage with your team. You need to discuss everything openly. You need to make decisions based on very good, not perfect information. And then you have to do three more things. Execute, execute, execute. That is a winning combination for you and your team. Thanks for listening. And I hope you see how valuable looking at the situation with a new view towards speed can make significant differences. Speed here is good. Make sure to visit my website for more information about my show as well as tons of other leadership information and tools that are free on my blog, stephendgoldstein.com.